In this episode of The Generational Perspective, I'm joined by my friend Trevor Oberlander, who recently got back from studying abroad in Bangkok, Thailand. We talk about life there, the different countries he visited in the region, and more. Make sure that you subscribe and turn notifications on so that you never miss an episode. Enjoy. I'm now biased. I think Thailand might be the greatest country to ever Really? Exist. Yeah. You can you can kind of do whatever you want. It's strict in some areas, mm-hmm. but you're free to um, do ATV riding, snorkeling, very easy, easy travel mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. I mean, you were there. You said Thailand's the longest program, right? Um, Lyol has, yeah, it is the longest one. It has a ton of benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, the school year ended about a month before we left, so we got plenty of time to travel mm-hmm. and do whatever you wanted before you headed home, since you're already only over there once. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. What, uh, like, walk me through your day. So you land there, for, you had to travel through Finland first, right? Sweden and Finland. Sweden and Finland, okay. So um, we flew from JFK to Sweden, stayed the day there. Mm-hmm. Little stop, just layover. Um, but we did get to go into uh, the capital of Stockholm. Then we flew an hour to Finland for a little bit, and then we flew 13 hours to Thailand. Oh my God, that's a long, that's a long traveling time right there. Yes, worth it though, apparently, huh? Yeah, very that's, worth it. That's great. So you get to Thailand, then what happens? Um, you get to Thailand, um, then one of the directors from the school we were studying at met us with a coach bus, and uh, people would take care of all our luggage. Um, so after that traveling, you didn't really want to pick up anything, be tired, yeah. got it off. They take it up to your room, and uh, you get there pretty late, so you just go right to bed. And then you wake up. What, uh, so what's the name of the school there that you were at? Uh, Assumption, Assumption University of Thailand. Okay. Commonly known over in Thailand as ABAC. ABAC? Yeah, it's a Assumption Business, something like that. Everyone just calls it ABAC, the locals. And what is it, like, what is the camp in relation to Loyola? And I know, like, Loyola is a small campus. Is it like, like how big is it? Um, what does it look like? Just like, describe it. Um, so there's two campuses. There's one closer to the center of the city of Bangkok, and that one's small, um, relatively. But it has, it used to have around like, ten to twenty thousand students, but really small. Everyone lived off. Most people lived off campus, pond, lake, and then about forty five minutes away from there is the main campus which has like a 25-story building. It's only them, and then it has a stadium. It's, that one has right now around 20,000 kids. So it's, it's bigger than um, Loyola by a good amount. Is, is it private or is it public? Yes, it's a private. It's a Catholic school. It's a, it's a French order, not Jesuit. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a French order. Okay, interesting. So when were you first like immediately hit with culture shocks? Like how soon did it happen? Oh, immediately. Yeah. Um, I was kind of out of it the first night when we arrived. I was just like sleep deprived, didn't sleep on the 13 hours, and I was just, I was loopy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next morning, um, we went on a field trip, and you just see like electrical wires hanging from like anywhere. Like, yeah, watch out for those. And that was probably the main thing, just seeing like the electrical wires, like it's not neat. And all the motorcycles, no honking, everyone just gets around. But it's in and out of traffic, swerving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen like videos, like I don't know if just in Thailand specifically, but countries in Southeast East Asia with their motorcycles and how like chaotic the traffic seems. Oh yeah, everywhere it's like that. Singapore, not so much. Malaysia, not really. Mm-hmm. But Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand are really big on motorcycles. Like 
you'll see a like there'll be like a family car. You'll see a family of five on it, like three kids and the mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And it's a small motorcycle. Damn. That's <laughs> it, clearly it, their like, safety laws are a little different than over there. Yeah, no helmets. It's just it's it works. It just mm-hmm. works. But it's it's funny to watch. Like the first time I saw, it, I was just like, I had to look back and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. It's like there's a baby in like the mom's lap, and I was just like, oh, that's normal. <laughs> that's crazy. So like you mentioned all those countries you went to. Like were those with the school or just like on your own accord? Um, so all the programs like trips with the school are in Thailand, mm-hmm. but like some of it's far. It'll be like you'll go from Bangkok, which is like kind of it's like the bottom of the mainland, um, all the way up north, and you'll spend like. 10 days up north, mm-hmm. hiking through uh, villages and stuff like that. But um, you have, like, all the Buddhist holidays are during the summer. A lot of them are. So those are, like, five, six-day weekends. And you're very close, like, three hours from northern Vietnam by flight and, like, three, four hours to Singapore down south. Mm-hmm. So you can really travel all around there. What was What was your favorite country out of the four or five that you went to? Well, Thailand is number one. Thailand's number I'm one. I'm biased. Mm-hmm. But um, my second would probably be Cambodia. Cambodia is, like, super nice people. Um, it's flat rice fields. Um, but it's kind of similar to Thailand. It's just, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Like, um, you see, like, a, like, not like Bangkok, but, like, their second biggest city. We, I saw a cow going down the road when I was in the back of, like, a motorcycle, like, chariot mm-hmm. or like so you just see a cow walking down and cars going by and it's just it's just like no one's looking <laughs> up, no one's looking like it's wrong it's just really funny that's awesome <laughs> like the best thing about those countries is like as from like a western point of view is that like they live like a different life but they're all so happy like with what they have they all smile thailand's the land of smiles were you like the big attraction over there is six foot four or five american yeah, some like yeah. Um, if I went to a place that was like not a touristy area, mm-hmm. and, like in Bangkok, you do that because you're not gonna go to only touristy area. It gets pretty boring. But like you go to like remote places, and like I am like might be one of the taller people they've seen. Like they'll yeah. come up to me like, "Oh, you're so tall," or like not say anything and just go like this. Mm-hmm. And if I shop there, they might like ask me to take a picture for like their Facebook account. So like there's <laughs> pictures out there of me over there that I do not have. They're just. Somewhere on Facebook, and I can't find them. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder what like the captions say. <laughs> I do too. I I really do. It's like I'm very curious, but mm-hmm. they were very nice, very very welcoming. Um, yeah, if, like a lot, some of the words I don't know. They go like "Welcome to Thailand" if they don't know much, or mm-hmm. like they always ask where you're from. They're always like intrigued. They're always smiling. That's awesome. Seems like a, like just like a overall like happy culture over there, huh? Yes, very happy. Um, probably the happiest people I've ever seen. Even they, some of the people, there's like gaps in wealth, but 99% of the time, everyone's very happy. Um, they take care of each other over there. And like people, stray dogs, anything that's alive, they'll, they'll make sure it's kind of well taken care of, care for. That's good. What about um, like that whole area over there obviously is very much intertwined with our recent history. What are their like? Do they have any perceptions about that at all? Like the Vietnam War, or like the Laos and Cam- Cambodia and stuff like that. Vietnam, really? They they're not they're not mad at Americans. Like they don't look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Because for them, like we think that from our recent wars, but for the Vietnamese, v- 
before us, there was the French. They yeah. were there for a long time. And before them, it was the Chinese. So, and like the, all the Vietnamese people that I met, um, super nice. They asked where I was from in America. They were very excited. They had no hard feelings. I never felt like they disliked me because I'm American. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of just moved on. Um, and they just looked to the past and it's just like, it's okay. Like, as Americans, we dwell on it. I feel more than they might. Mm-hmm. Like, they have museums and everything. But it's not like that. And specifically about Vietnam now, um, that was, you were in a communist country. Like, that wasn't like, like you know what I mean? Like, was, did you see any noticeable differences regarding that? or Not really. It seems like a lot of the countries around there, um, you can't, I don't really know how their government functions. Yeah. But, like, as a tourist, they're not probably going to stop me from doing things because mm-hmm. I'm bringing money into the country. Yeah. But, like, from my point of view, I didn't see, like, a difference. They seem pretty happy. Um, yeah. Same, pretty similar to Southeast Asia country, countries. There's differences you'll mm-hmm. see when you get there, but it's pretty similar. Yeah. It's hard for me to wrap my head around just, like, how it works over there because I only ever, like, see Vietnam. My perceptions of Vietnam are just, like, you know, the documentaries by what's that guy's name i forget his name but um he's like the famous oliver stone oh. um and i just kind of like in my mind i just like kind of lump all those countries together as a result and i've like listened to a bunch of like podcasts that are like documentaries about our history in relation to them like you know what i mean like with uh, the Viet Cong, Viet Minh, and just like Cambodia, bombing Laos, all that so like that my, it's hard for me to wrap my head around like the culture over there that's just it's just crazy um, yeah, they don't, th- their culture is not like, we depict it because we went to war there, mm-hmm. but to them, that, that's just where they live. It's not yeah. just like a war and touring country. Like, most of the places are beautiful. Like, I went to northern Vietnam, um, went to this place called Sapa, and it's a big valley. And then, like, on the bottom is, like, villages, like, like smaller 500 to 1,000 people villages. They have high schools, they have electricity. Mm-hmm. That place, it's run on, like, all electric, like, um, all like renewable. It uses water from the mountains and gravity mm-hmm. to make like a hydroelectric just plant, and they all ha- get power that way. That's cool. So, what about like Singapore? You were there for uh, a oh, race, right? Yeah, I was there for the F1 race. Um, in um, it's October. It was uh, early October, I believe, and um, we went there for four or five days. I only went to the actual race day. I had to save some money. Mm-hmm. But um, going there, spend it's, it's very clean compared to like other parts of Southeast Asia. It's their motto is uh, green and clean. Mm-hmm. So like on the like in the middle of roads, you'll see a lot of greenery, no trash. Like a lot of people know this that like you can't chew gum, you can't litter, and you see that. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing like it is immaculate like society, and. I went there during, like, the busiest weekend of the year, the mm-hmm. F1 race. So they're probably a little bit more lenient with, like, people. Like, tourists, we're, we're dumb. Yeah. We're, we're, we're dumb. The tourists are dumb. And I was a tourist there, and I, I try to stay on my best footing. Like, everyone knows, like, you do not mess around in Singapore. Mm-hmm. I saw one dude who did mess around in Singapore. He got arrested. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he got arrested, I think, on a Friday, Friday night, Friday or Saturday night. And, um... Yeah, I talked to, um, I saw the, uh, the security guard that was there the next day, and he, uh, he said that guy is still in jail because he can't get out on bail 
until Monday. Hmm. And he works there. He's probably going to get deported. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What, what did he do? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think it was, yeah, it was, I think he put his hands on someone. Oh, okay. And, okay. Yeah. Um, but it was not good. And everyone, like, standing in line at this place was like, whoa, what is, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And most of them were like, that guy's not coming back. Like, looking over their shoulder. Damn. Can you imagine just getting arrested in, like, a country like that? No. You, you have to behave yourself. Yeah. Like, you have a lot of freedoms over there. Maybe not Singapore. Like, you have to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. But you still got to be careful. Like, you don't want to be rude or disrespectful. Um, but they allow you to do a lot of things that, like, it would be a hassle to do in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, safety, like, things. Like, I can do an ATV ride. They let me ride down the street. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you can ride an ATV. You're good to go. And you go off-roading. <laughs> it's like, just like yeah, here you go. Yeah, the keys. You're you're good, mm-hmm. and yeah, they'll take you on like a tour. Very nice people, mm-hmm. and let you visit places like visit an alligator, no crocodile farm in Cambodia. That was a little too much for me. Why? What do you mean? Why? It was just like a lot of crocodiles and like small areas, mm-hmm. and it was just, I was just like, eh. And it's like they farm them for their leather mm-hmm. and. Yeah, there's they're huge. Like one dude threw a piece of meat in, and they all sprinted for it. And really? like you're saying, Bubba, if this railing fell, if you were leaning on it, you would last three seconds. They're <laughs> <laughs> like standing on this walkway. I was like, oh my god! Like there is like fifty alligators right below me. Damn, <laughs> I can't even like. That's yeah. crazy. What about um some of the st- some of the stuff that you did in Thailand? Like, what were like some of the cooler things you did there? My favorite part was probably the trek. So we went up to Chiang Mai, which is the nor- second bi- biggest city in Thailand. It's up north. It's like the spiritual capital mm-hmm. of Thailand. It's much different from Bangkok. Smaller, a lot chiller. Like it's not as like everyone's running around super fast mm-hmm. or like traffic wise. Um, but up there, we went two hours outside of it by. Uh, Sung Tao, which is a pickup truck that you sit in the back of. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really fun. No AC, but you got wind going, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And then we went to villages out there, but we had to hike to each one each day. Like, they weren't bad hikes. They were only, like, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Like, from memory, like, maybe four hours is the longest, if. Mm-hmm. But, like, you stay in these, like, villages. Like, no AC little power they have solar panels that give them and they charge up a car battery for night someone will have like a little tv no ac but like just like kids on the top of a hill mountain just like playing with dogs running around um i remember i went swimming in this river up there it was very rocky and i'm swimming and these two friends they're about like four or five they're throwing rocks at each other just having the greatest time in the world yeah and like going into the water like just like flailing around throwing things threw a couple at me which i was it was really funny (laughs) and then like you see some elephants come you go back to the village house and then you see some elephants enter the river and Mm -hmm. you're like go down pet them play with them feed them it's just really cool like you see things that like you like you know are out there but you really don't understand how like people actually like live there and how they feel. Yeah, like in movies, you see like these like huts that are like up on stilts and stuff, and like oh, it's probably miserable. Oh, these people are very happy. Yeah, it's such like a different way of growing up that 
your mind thinks that you have it the best way. You know what I mean? Like, because all of our, because of the way that we live, we think that the way that we live is the best way to live and think that the way that people who live in Thailand and stuff like that is just like, oh, they must hate it. You yeah, know it's I mean? like, why, why would someone live like that? No, they, these people are some of the happiest people I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like the tr- uh, tour guides, they do like the tr- trip. I think one of them said he does it like once a month, like for four days. Like he, that's his, th- like one of his things. He's also has other businesses, but I forget which one he's did. But like they have like food and they have water and they have ha- a house and they have a family and friends. That's all they need, small communities. Um, some pretty small, like a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm pretty remote, and then, like, they'll send their kids off during the week to a bigger school where they have all the teachers. They'll stay there for the week, and then they'll have to, like, take a motorcycle back or something, it'll take, or walk, and it'll take a couple hours. Wow. Like, we think, like, people like, oh, I have to drive 30 minutes, or I have to walk 10 minutes to class here. (laughs) This eight-year-old is going, like, through the jungle with his parents on a, like, on a motorcycle for, like, a couple hours to get to school where he's going to stay the entire week. (laughs) <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's 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 very different. It's very different. It's very hard to like wrap your head around if you haven't seen it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just, the way the way that you're painting that picture for me, I'm just like, I can't even like fathom it. You know what I mean? The kids there have a lot more responsibility too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it seemed like it, but they seem to like be pretty f- having fun. I remember saying at the, the village house the next morning kid walks out with an eight-year-old like eight to ten like not bigger with a machete on his hip hops on a motorcycle and drives up a trail up into the jungle just gone and i'm just like that is the coolest kid i have (laughs) ever seen that i was like i want to be you yeah it's like you have you can do whatever you want and this kid just like dead-eyed me it was just like I was like, I'm scared of him. <laughs> like he could, he could probably beat beat me up. He could probably. He beat seems me. like he's used that machete <laughs> before. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he he seems like a very like responsible. He's just like doing it. Like he'd probably send out to do something. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. But like the people over there are super friendly. You never feel in danger at all. Like all of Southeast Asia, super friendly. Like in these touristy areas, if you leave your wallet out, you might get grabbed. Mm-hmm. But. Like, you're never, like, scared that someone's going to hurt you. Like, no one's going to rob you if you have your stuff on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt really safe over there. No problems. People always trying to help you. Um, yeah. That's awesome. What about, did you go skydiving there? No. No, you didn't? I do not have the required amount of jumps. Oh, really? No. I did research online. It was, like, 200 jumps to do it because reasons. I think it has something to do with, like, heat and like turbulence but mm-hmm. i was just like oh can't do it i don't have enough <laughs> damn what about uh so you did the trek up to that city what was it called again chiang mai chiang mai what about some other things in, in thailand um all the islands there i went to two i went to two so i went to Koh Samet, which is like a three four hour depending on traffic thailand bangkok all depending on traffic mm-hmm. it could take you an hour to go a mile in a taxi <laughs> like it's it can get really bad. You learn like the times to go out and stuff. It's like three four hours to like a ferry, like or a speedboat that'll do twenty minutes to this island, Kosamet. Very nice. Like when we went, it used to be much more popular with tourists. It's just COVID and everything 
I think it's recovering. I think Taiwan now is like getting really close back to like their old tourism. Yeah. Bangkok used to be like the most visited city in the world. So you go to this like island and it's very nice, beautiful beaches, beautiful crystal uh, blue water. Guys walking with like tooth, like a stick with stuff on either side, like coconuts. Mm -hmm. And he'll be like, can I have a coconut? He'll be like, oh, that'll be like 60 baht. And then he'll take out his machete, chop open the coconut, give you a straw, and then you got a nice cold coconut. (laughs) That's awesome. And like plenty of dogs, like these dogs have little territories. Mm-hmm. And, like it's pretty cool. Um, they'll like keep like certain like hotels, like beach bars, beach restaurants. They'll have dogs that like keep other dogs out of the restaurant mm-hmm. or like the bar, which is pretty cool. Like the dogs know like this is my place, and they sleep there on the beach overnight. They get fed in the morning and at night, and yeah. they're like stray dogs, but they have a home, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And I went to Kosamui, which is um like a very touristy island. I was a tourist. Yeah. So, but uh, nice waters. Um, you can do, has, I didn't get to go snorkeling. Heard snorkeling's really good. Got to visit elephants there. Mm-hmm. That was, I got to play with them, take like a mud bath and That's swim so with them. That's so cool. I want to I see elephant. Yeah. They're like, they're East, uh, Asian elephants that are smaller, mm-hmm. but like, they're still huge. Yeah. And like, they're so gentle kind of, mm-hmm. but like, then you see them like just snap something in half and you're like, oh, that's me. Yeah. And they just don't do it. Yeah. I never liked the idea of like, us like American zoos like having elephants and like other kind of animals like that captive like I'd rather see it where it's supposed to be well in Thailand there's like some problems so mm-hmm. if you go to a place where you can like ride elephants don't go there it's unethical they like to train an elephant they have to hurt it mm-hmm. so like those are abused elephants there's like plenty of elephant sanctuaries you gotta make sure they're an actual like good elephant sanctuaries because some places say that but they're still not it mm-hmm. if you just like like, the tour guide's like, oh, we're going to take the elephants for a walk. And they just walk and do their thing. And the tour guide's just, like, follow the elephants. Then you're in a good place. Because they're, okay. they're just wandering around. They keep everything, like, in line. And then the elephants, they like to be bathed. They like to be played with. So, like, they'll be like, oh, let's go in the pool. They'll mm-hmm. follow them. They'll feed them. And it's a lot of fun. And a lot of these places will offer you, like, lunch with it. Because yeah. you'll be with the elephants for, like, five, six hours. <laughs> just walking around the woods. That's so cool, uh, dude. I want I want to play with elephants. <laughs> yeah, you just well, you can hug them. You just don't go to the back. That's like their only rule. Okay. Yeah. Why? It's like a horse kind of thing. Yeah, it, or if it like steps on you, or if it doesn't know mm-hmm. you there and gets freaked out, they don't want anyone to get hurt. Okay. But, Any other like cool places uh, like in Thailand stuff in Thailand? Um, Bangkok, of course. Like, there's a lot of islands, and, like, depending on which one you go, like, Phuket is, like, a beach area. It's not an island. I think it's still connected to the mainland. Very touristy. Um, but there's other islands that aren't touristy I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on where you want to go. Yeah. And it's very easy to get around there. Um, what else? Thailand. I spent a lot of time in Bangkok, which is – I love Bangkok. Like, it's it's probably the hottest place I've ever been. Mm-hmm. I remember checking the weather one day. It's like a, feels like 110, and you walk out in like your school uniform. You're like, "Oh, this is this is bad." And like every like all the hallways in like the school, a lot of them are outside. Yeah. So you're walking around. You're like in like full like you have long black pants, dress shoes, mm-hmm. and a long sleeve shorts, uh, long sleeve button down, and you're just like baking in the sun. But um, yeah, Thailand was my favorite country. 
but it's just because I got accustomed like the culture very well. Yeah. And like I knew how the people like their mentality and like how things were done there. Like in the U.S., like people are always rushing about mm-hmm. and like doing stuff. But Thailand, like people take their time, no rush. Like it will get done. Yeah. And if you like yell at a person, that's not gonna get you in ta- get you anywhere in Thailand. Mm-hmm. They will do it for you. Just don't like you're not. It's yelling will not help you. And like oh, like in the U.S., you yell, you'll get like the manager out and yeah. like oh, we'll do this for you. Sorry, sorry. There's like it's, don't yell at them. It's like that's the thing. Don't don't get mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just be patient, and, like, you'll have the best time ever. So what about, um, you told me a little bit about this before we started recording about, like, the government over in Thailand and the king. What's the king's name again? Well, well, they name, like, things like King Street, and, like, their names, for me at least, I cannot pronounce okay. them. Like, it's really hard. So yeah, it's, like, it's like, like six or seven syllables. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. yeah, so we started, like, the old name, like, it's kind of like King Street, but, like, Rama. We'll say, like, Rama 9, Rama 10. Like, it's just easier for us. But, like, it's, they go through, like, a coup, Thailand, on average, I think, every seven and a half years. And it's been around eight, I think. <laughs> They're well overdue. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's about time. And, like, the way their government switches is weird. It's, like, there are elections, but you can buy votes. Mm-hmm. Like, which is, like, you can pay someone 1,500 baht, which is... Not much. That may be like fifty dollars. Really? Like at the low end. It could be even less. It could be like forty. And yeah, you j- they'll go to like poor areas where people need the money more than they care about voting. Like mm-hmm. fifteen hundred baht, great. Like, I'll take it. And then like it's it's a whole mess. Then they still have a king. Um I one of the more most wealthy kings in the world. And uh yeah, he's there's some opinions on him. He lives in uh, lives in Germany, oh, yeah? which is interesting. Um, there's some rumors about him. Um, he's not very well liked um, okay. amongst the locals, but um, the, his father was loved. Really, everyone loved his father. His father was great. He was always out in the community, and, like doing stuff. He would do things like that. Um, consolidated power more than when they. They went through a lot of constitutions. I think they have 20 <laughs> in the last, like, since, like, the beginning of the 19th, 18th, no, 20th century. Since wow. the beginning of, beginning of the 20th century. They've had a good amount of constitutions, good amount of coups, but their coups aren't, like, bloody coups. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, it's, it kind of follows some rules, if it if you could say that, but, like, They're very, like there's structured. no, like, fighting in the street. There's protests and stuff, but there's no one, like, Fighting, there's no like military mm-hmm. trying to keep it down. They don't really do that. It's not like some of its neighbors, basically. Yeah, like Burma. Burma's yeah. going through. I wanted to go to Burma, but Burma was going through some uh, ethnic cleansing. Oh, we yeah. don't like that. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, very like all those countries down there are Buddhist, and Burma's trying to keep it Buddhist. It's not a very Buddhist thing to do. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, like, very peaceful. Like over Southeast Asia, very peaceful. Um, that was that's odd, and you'll see, like refugees, like they'll talk about it sometimes, like refugees coming from Burma to Thailand, and mm-hmm. they're they they'll welcome them, but yeah, they'll welcome them even though they kind of have a history with Burma. Thai, uh, Burma has invaded Thailand a lot and okay. destroyed a city, uh, their old capital. They burned it down and mm-hmm. they had to make Bangkok, 
Interesting. Yeah. And that's um, Bangkok is when that new king found it, like the new monarchy started in like 1769. Interesting. 1767. Interesting. You mentioned um, that the current king isn't well liked. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he. Um, let's just say he's a playboy. That's what the Thai people say. The okay. Thai people call him playboy. And um, take with that what you will, but he's a playboy. That's what they view. And yeah, that's. And he's not really involved with the Thai culture. He lives in Germany. Yeah. So, like, if you're the king, you should live in your own land. Mm-hmm. What about um, the the king's secret police? It's not secret or whatever. Yeah, he has two like kind of police. One is like like normal police looking officers. Mm-hmm. The other is like an investigation unit that only report to the king. Okay. So don't have any evidence to back up that like people do things, but I've heard mm-hmm. that um like they make people disappear. Okay. If people talk about like the king in a negative way. Just never to be seen again. Yeah, that happened to a professor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, no it's, more elaboration. Yeah, it's like it's kind of weird to talk about. Okay, I want to be welcomed. I, I like the king. You like the king. <laughs> I like the king. We love the ta- love, we love the Thai I, king I, on I, this podcast. I love him. I live in Germany. <laughs> um. So, any other cool little adventures you went on there in Thailand? Um, Thailand, um, adventures, no, it's just, like, more about, like, living in a place. Like, when I went visiting other countries in Southeast Asia, I looked at Bangkok Mm -hmm. at the time as my home. That's where I was comfortable. I knew a lot of the restaurant owners by my school, cheap meals. They usually knew what I was ordering. Mm -hmm. I'd walk in one place, and there you go. It's a number five. It's yellow curry Mm -hmm. with white rice, and, yeah. And I'd just bring it out. I'd sit there, bring it a sixty-five baht, two, like a depends, like a dollar, a little dollar and a half, two dollars. That's crazy. And it's like really good food. Mm-hmm. Like you can ask for like things not spicy. They can of course do that for you. Like it is spicy food, but I like just like going around eating at local places. Like they had great Indian food because India the spices are closer. Mm-hmm. Some of the the best Indian food I've actually ever had. There's an Italian place on my street. Really? Some Thai people. How was it? It was, it was good. Like I was like, it's better than some of the pizza in Baltimore. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I can imagine. Yeah. So new, I'm from New Jersey. So you and me both. I got yeah, my opinions. Yeah. So I, I like some. It's you get a personal pie, mm-hmm. 200 baht. Good to go. That's great. Like you can go down to any 7-Eleven. There's a 7-Eleven on every block. You can get like whatever you really need. Mm-hmm. You can get like like grilled cheeses that they'll like. Like they'll be in a fridge and they'll uh, put in a panini press for you, heat it up, cost a buck. That's awesome. Like, if you need a snack, you're traveling around, like, when we're on these buses, stop on a 7-Eleven and get, like, two grilled cheeses, a bag of chip, and a Coke. So did you ever, like, make your own food at all there? No. No? (laughs) I would make breakfast, which was, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then I would go walk over to a coffee lady and get a dollar coffee that was better than Starbucks, in my opinion. That's awesome. Yeah, because there's a lot of like a lot of our friends who are also abroad right now. They have to rely on making their own food and shit because it's so expensive. Yeah, Thailand, like you can, you do not need to make your. If you're on going on this trip, you really can't. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to. Like the ingre- the money they're paying for ingredients for their food is how much you pay for a meal. Really? Yeah. Like if you're getting like meat over there and you get like a breast of chicken, yeah. it weighs half a pound. That's a couple bucks. 
I'm getting a breast of chicken, rice. It's cooked. It has spices. Two bucks. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, so, like, if it's a necessity in Thailand, it's cheap. Like, McDonald's, they have it. Not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So you get closer to American prices. Okay. So, like, it's better. If you want to save money, you eat local. And it's actually really good. Like, you're like, oh, some people are, like, very sketchy. Like, what is that? And, like, eat it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, just try it. Why not? Yeah, it's like up in the village. Oh, it's boar? All right. Did you try the, the Thai McDonald's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, was it was it better? The burgers, yeah. They're not known for their red meat, mm-hmm. but their chicken sandwiches. Oh, oh, yeah. They, we need to learn how to fry food here. Fried chicken. We do not know how to do it. Like, <laughs> over there, it's fried, but it doesn't feel as hefty, and it tastes better, mm-hmm. and it, I just love their fried food. I think they do it in a walk. It's just like, come on. I need to learn how to do that. I, I, like that's like you wouldn't think that Thai would be known for their fried chicken. Like, yeah, you, they fry. You, they you, fry a lot of things. Like, like you come, you come home. The first thing you say to me is like, "They have the best fried chicken." <laughs> I, was like, yeah, that, that, I was like, I had fried chicken all the time. I had it maybe like once a day. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was. They have it in different forms. So like they'll like the only knife in a place in a restaurant or in like a home is in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So you chop it up and then you only use a spoon. People will probably think, oh, it's Asia. They use chopsticks. No, they use spoons. Mm-hmm. Only spoons. Like, they will give you a plate and a spoon and a fork maybe, and you'll sh- use the fork to put stuff on, like shove it onto your spoon. And it, it's actually really easy. Interesting. Um, yeah, but food is cheap. It's very cheap. Very good. If you don't like spicy food, you can get by. Yeah. Like, you can just say, like, my pet, which is, like, no spice. Okay. And, like, they'll... It's broken tie, but like my pet, they know what you're saying. Okay. Well, what about like English speaking over there? Do they like make a concerted effort? Do people actually? Oh, they people make fluent? an effort. Like if they hear like I'm from America, they'll start like talking, trying to talk, mm-hmm. and like they'll be like, "Sorry, uh, my English like is not good." And I'll be like, "I know what you're saying." He's like, "Are you are you going this way?" Are right, like it's like kind of broken, mm-hmm. slow. Well, like I understand. I'm like, "Yeah, you're doing great." Like I understand you fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not confused about what you're saying. You're doing good. So it depends. Like, some people do, like, speak. And some people you'll run in not a word. Like, not a word of English. They'll yeah. go, like, no. N- yes. Mm-hmm. But, like, nothing. And it's, like, it's not that hard. Like, a lot of these places you have a menu and you can point. And so a lot of them have, like, English translations mm-hmm. under it. So they'll be, like, oh. Or, like, a lot of them be numbered. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, like, say, like, five yeah or you just point and they'll know that okay getting around is easy taxis like for me if i was out doing something it was easy for me to get back to where i lived which is always like nice because like every taxi driver in the city this is like a 12 13 million person city Mm -hmm. every taxi driver knows where my school is really like exactly i consistently get dropped off there's only one time the person didn't know Mm -hmm. every time i get like dropped off at the gate I wanted to get dropped off at. It was like, I'll say, buy a back Huamak. Buy mm-hmm. means go, a back, and Huamak is the district it's in. So they know that school in that district. Interesting. Did you Were you able to pick up any tie over there besides like just little phrases? Or? A, a little phrases. It's, it's, it's a hard language. And like, I was also getting used to the culture yeah. and other things. But like, I wish I learned more. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of slacked. But, like, nitnoi is, like, a little. So if you want a little spice, you want something nitnoi. Mm-hmm. It's, like, raccoon. It's, like, raccoon, but you 
pronounce it a little bit differently. If you say raccoon, it's like it's like it's it's a little off to them. Yeah. It's like raccoon. I'm not very good at saying it's like love. Like if you love like food, or like a roy is like if you want to like give like the chef a good like thing. It's like a roy, a roy, and they'll be like. Or you go like Arroy, and they'll you'll they'll get what you say. A lot of hand signals, mm-hmm. um, like thank you, like simple phrases in those countries. You learn them; it'll get you a long way because it means you're trying. Yeah. So like, if you go to like, if you say like Kabkun Cup to someone after you order, they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, so, like it's you'll see it. It's they enjoy people trying to speak their language. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of tourists, they go there, be idiots. Yeah. And then go away. It's like learn a little bit something. I just I'm like I'm like while you're saying this all this I'm like trying to in my mind I'm like placing myself there it's it's so cool like it really is you take it like a little bit like one thing shocking and then you find another thing that's shocking but you're nor like you're desensitized to the other thing that you Mm -hmm. just found shocking and then like a couple months in you like you get the you get the run of the city how it goes how people are how to get around how to behave what's acceptable what's not Mm -hmm. how about um so you mentioned Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore. What about Cambodia? Cambodia? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Alligator farm. Oh, wait. We yeah, talked... yeah, yeah. Wait, so what am I missing? Though? Malaysia. Malaysia. Malaysia's, I stayed in Kuala Lumpur, the city. Mm-hmm. If I went out in like more in the wilderness, I think I would have liked it better. Mm-hmm. Malaysia was on the bottom of my list. Sorry, Malaysian people. <laughs> people very nice. I met my taxi driver. His name was Baba. Oh, yeah? Baba. Baba was really funny. He... It was like our tour guide, and it, I loved every part of it. And, um, um, yeah, he would take us around, took us to, like, the palace, um, took pictures in front of that. He took us in front of the tallest twin, twin towers in the world now. Oh, the Patronus yeah, Towers? Yeah, the Patronus Towers went in front of it. He said we can get a better view from another tower. It was, like, a 360. We went there. I think it was the Kiel Tower? But something like that. Very nice. He took us around, took us to a temple, took us to like a street market, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And he was just like, he was just a fun dude to be with. Like four dudes crammed into a taxi, one up front, three in the back, just yeah. driving around Kuala Lumpur. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, food was good, hefty. Like their breakfast meal was like a normal, just any of the day meal. That's all over Southeast Asia. They mm-hmm. don't have breakfast food. Okay. But like they're, they have like a strong Indian. Um, like they get their culture a little bit from India, like a good amount. They have a lot of curries, like mm-hmm. closer to Indian. Like Thai curry is different than Indian curry. Okay, it's just like they what call them curries. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean different? Like t- in taste it's wise, taste. It's not as like liquidy. Um, green. It actually depends. Depends on who's cooking it. Mm-hmm. But it's using like different spices and like so like. Indian will use like more Indian spices and Thai people and they taste different. Mm-hmm. Like yellow uh, green curry, that's like really hot. It has a lot of peppers, very herbal. No, I'm not a big fan because mm-hmm. I'm not into the herbal. But like yellow curry is my favorite. Okay, like I will take yellow curry, a Thai curry over any Indian curry. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm not really a big fan of that kind of food, so it's like. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. If that's not your thing, you still find things. So. Yeah. Um. There you can eat for cheap there. You can go to really nice places. Like, um, I went to in northern Thailand. I went to a five star Michelin star like, um, like dessert stand. Really? Yeah, and it's roti. It's like they cook like a crepe in front of you, put stuff into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Aramic. 
Oh yeah, I think so. I, I I'm not exactly sure, but this was these are like some Arabic um, people cooking it, like it was super good. And then there's a place in Thailand didn't get to go there because you have to be there super early. It's like a crab omelet, Michelin star, costs you like four dollars. <laughs> it's like it, that's like the kind of stuff. A lot of street food. Yeah. Hmm. Going off topic a little bit. No, it's all good. It sounds that that all sounds honestly pretty good. Like I would be open to trying it. I mean, like like I said, the that kind of food or like just like southeastern. I always steer clear Asian food in general. Like like all encompassing. I like Chinese food, for example. Like I don't really like that's too heavy for me. Indian food, well, like I can't American really Chinese food, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah American. Like Chinese Chinese <laughs> food is very different. Like it, it's an acquired taste. Some some of it I like, some of it I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big. Like actual like American Chinese food, love it. Actual Chinese food, eh. <laughs> it's great. So, um, actually, like now to like the real reason why you were there, which was school. What was that like? Oh, school was great. School, I love school. Um, some of the best professors I've ever had. Um, we had this Australian professor. So they don't use last names over there. Mm-hmm. So you would say Ajahn, which is like, sir, like teacher. That's what you call your teacher. And then their first name. Really? Yeah. So you, we called him Ajahn Ian. Um, Australian, taught us English. Kind of hard. Really? Like, <laughs> learning English. It was only people from ours. It's a Loyola program school, so it's directly affiliated with Loyola. So he has to follow Loyola standards. Mm-hmm. So like that was probably the hardest one. And then the other ones, you speak English. Like, I... Like, this is an international school that teaches in English to some people whose English is not great. So, like, if you're in, like, I was in uh, one of those classes. Um, kids were struggle, but it's easy. You still learn, and it's it's taught pretty fast. I was honestly astonished how fast this teacher was talking mm-hmm. and, like how, like, how they have to work just, like, even just comprehend what's going on. So it was basically just, like, grammar and stuff yeah. like that? like. Not no, not grammar. She does not teach you grammar. So it was just like, like it's a history class. Oh, it's it history was a, it was a history class, class. taught in English mm-hmm. to Thai students. So like, imagine here taking a like, like Chinese minors have to take a imagine taking a history class on China in Chinese or on Thailand in Chinese. That's yeah. That's, that's yeah, it's like it's weird. It's yeah. like you're learning about a different place. In a different language, like you'll have some Nepalese students, some Chinese students, so they're learning in English about Thailand. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that is weird. That, and then other classes, other 200 level core classes, that's what I took. I finished all mine there. Mm-hmm. And I was able to take a sixth class, which was Thai politics, which, which was super interesting. Yeah, well, what do you mean? Like, what were some interesting parts about Thai politics? We were the first, so the professor was the first ever, this is what he said, Buddhist monk. To go to Oxford, oh, wow! Like monk to go to Oxford, and he also studied at Hamburg and Harvard. Really smart guy. Mm-hmm. Was head of a po- political uh, party before it was dissolved. Very su- sweet man. Best laugh I've ever heard. Took us to the Thai Parliament. Mm-hmm. First ever students, foreign students, to go there. The wow. new one. They built a new one. Massive building, be- like beautiful. Um, went to the prime ministers. Um, like area, like his residence. Yeah, um, well, like or like his lives. office. I think, yeah, office. I don't know if he lives there. I think he does. Okay. Um, and he also took us to the voting commission, which was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, yeah, he was super smart. Super like learned so much from him, 
and then um, took a class with this professor. He's uh, from Kashmir. He has to be called Brother M- Malik. We called him Brother Malik. Mm-hmm. A super, he was always like engaging. He would try to be engaging. He was. If you engaged with him, he would engage with you. Yeah. So like it's all up and up to you. And for them, they're used to like they're, the students there don't really engage. They literally just sit there and like listen and take mm-hmm. notes. And they say they like American students, students and Western students because we engage more. Yeah. And we we engage with them and it was super fun. You'll have a great time. You'll never be stressed about going to class. Really? There you'll never you're you're not gonna be stressed out from from work. The professors there, like if you take those classes, they want they're not trying to drown you in work. They want you to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. So like say like you have a break coming up, they're not gonna make you do work over that break. If like you're like, Oh, I'm going to um, Vietnam. They'll be like, oh, go enjoy Vietnam. You'll learn, you know, like, you will learn things from traveling if you go into, like, trying to learn a little bit mm-hmm. and have some fun. So, like, the teachers there are very understanding. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, they, it's not, like, like, very heavy on work. It's very heavy on attendance. You just have to show up. Mm-hmm. If you show up, you'll be fine. Interesting. Like, you'll be more than fine. You'll be, they'll take care of you. If you don't show up, you fail. Like, I think if you miss, a, like, a certain amount, depends on the teacher, you'll, you'll fail the class automatically. Mm-hmm. You miss the midterm, you fail. Like, there's no redos. Nothing. Like, there's... No, big, like, excuse, excuses. No, no. Um, excuses, hard to get by. Maybe a doctor. Yeah. Like, you have COVID. But no excuses. A uh, different professor will proctor your exam. But there, it's not bad. It's, mm. it's very doable. You're not going to feel like... Oh, I'm so stressed with work. I can't. No. Yeah. Like, you're out there. You can learn about, explore the city, explore other areas, which mm-hmm. is really nice. That is good. Yeah. It's interesting hearing, um, not just from you, but from er- from other people abroad in general, like the different learning styles across the world. Like you explaining your learning style, and then some of our buddies in Belgium, the way that they do it is, um, they don't get any homework at all, and they're, the only thing they're graded on is their final exam. Like that's it. It, which is like, like it's just like it's just interesting to hear the different ways that the people are taught things. Yeah, know? they they work. Maybe some are better from certain other people. Yeah, I think it, like I think that's a European thing usually, right? Is what the you like you like you have like a final. And that's yeah, like your I mean I don't I'm not sure about the rest of Europe, but that's at least what they were telling me I over there. Italy, that's I think it's the same for Italy. I remember mm-hmm. my Italian teacher saying that. But yeah, over there, it's also like apparently there's a difference in like how. Students behave in class. Yeah, like what's normal. It's like just like in Thailand, they don't they don't really talk, they don't interact, they don't wave, raise their hand. It's just like they get the information, hmm. take their notes, go about their day. Yeah, is um, is Bangkok like the city? Like, are they known? Like, are they known for anything in particular? Bangkok. Yeah, a lot of people have this perception of Thailand. It's like this super. Dirty, dangerous. <laughs> yes, yes. Hangover part two. That is what people imagine Thailand. Yes, there are some parts like they get the pictures from Bangkok, mm-hmm. but like it's not like you're not worried about like a guy on a bike with a drug monkey, mm-hmm. like shooting you. That's yeah. not something that happens. Like the power outage, like things like oh, there's so many power outages. Not a thing. That hotel they were in. Yeah. I don't know where they found that. That had to cost 50 cents. Really? That is the worst hotel room you will ever find in that city. Like, the worst. Like, they made it look bad. Like, 
you can go to like they have like the Mandarin Oriental in Bangkok is one of the nicest hotels mm-hmm. in the entire world. It's been ranked like top ten. It's like a top ten bar there. It's beautiful. And like there's a lot of them. Like you can stay for cheap at a nice hotel there. You do not it's not like that. No yeah. one lives like that in that in Bangkok. That was like a movie moment. So that's like a misconception basically. Yeah. Like those sky sky bars. Mm-hmm. That one they went to in the movie is very expensive now because it was in the hangover. Yeah. So rule that rule that one out, but there's plenty of like other sky bars that you can go to. If you're not a millionaire, mm-hmm. you can go there and you can have like some nice drinks and hang out. Yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds great hanging out at a sky bar in Bangkok. Yeah, you get good food too. It's yeah. just like looking over like massive city, like huge skyline. Um, yeah, people, it's Bangkok is huge and there's like a lot of different parts. Like, there's some sl- slums, mm-hmm. like every most countries have yeah. bad parts. There are bad parts. You're just you're not going to find yourself there if you're visiting. Mm-hmm. It's like it's where people live, and there's some like street vendors, but you'll find other places to go, and you won't even be scared in those like slumish areas. Yeah. Would you say this is like the best thing, the best experience of your life? It's one of them. I've, I've probably grown like I feel like I've grown a lot as a person, mm-hmm. just like very open-minded to like just how people live their lives and like. I'm not one to judge. They do their thing. We do our thing. Yeah. They're happy. I think people are happy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they're not worried about, like, material wealth or stuff. They're just happy to be going around. It's good, man. Well, listen, it was great having you on. Right. I'm Thank so you. happy you had a great time there. I'm happy you're back, but I'm happy you had a great time there because that's, like, so that's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, to have, like, six months, months unabridged. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, to any, if you're a student at Loyola and you're listening to this, don't go to Europe. <laughs> like, you can go there for a vacation later on in life. Like, you can go there for two weeks, easy peasy. Yeah. And, like, it's you're not going to need months to get the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of already kind of get what's going to go on there. Thailand, you think you know what it is. Like, oh, it's bad. It's mm-hmm. You don't understand. Go there. It's great. You'll have a fantastic time. It's just, you'll really enjoy yourself. It's great. Well, Trevor Oberlander, everybody. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, as well as subscribe on YouTube so that you can watch the corresponding videos. Your continued support is appreciated, and I have a lot of fun things in store for the future. Have a great rest of your day.